I'm Aaron Prince-Staley, and you're listening to the Podcast Preview, where I tell you about a podcast that you are going to love. Today's episode is about Cool Games, Inc. It's a new podcast about video games from Polygon's Nick Robinson and Griffin McElroy. Griffin is on a ton of other podcasts, so I knew this one was going to be good. Every week they take Twitter suggestions for video games, riff on what those games would be like, and then pitch the games to the show's weekly guest, who is always someone who's surprisingly important from within the video game industry. So the way the show works is this. First, Griffin and Nick Robinson, actually usually it's Nick, send out a call for tweets on Twitter. So they're asking you, the follower on Twitter, for ideas for a video game. Then during the show, uh, Griffin and Nick each read through their favorite iterations of those tweets, talking about the ones that they each think is funny. Eventually, they land on one that they find so laughable in a good way that they keep riffing it and it's there's enough there that they can build it out into an idea. For a while, they will keep riffing about that particular video game idea and then eventually they'll bring in the guest who will either be a comedian like Justin McElroy, who is uh, the guest on episode two of the show, or uh, a video game insider, usually somebody who's pretty high up in the video game industry which is pretty interesting to hear on a comedy podcast. They're down to play around, but they are definitely not comedians, and they definitely know a lot about how video games work from the inside, as do Nick and Griffin. So let's take a listen to one of my favorite calls for tweets from one of the first episodes of Cool Games, Inc. Hey, can I tell you about this pitch that came in from in.ick, which I think might just be Nick? He said battle vapes. Okay. My my mind immediately goes to like a mecha situation. Armored core, absolutely. Yeah. And you can change out your rigs. You can jack up the ohms by getting a stronger carb- cardamizer on there. Jack up the ohms. You and then you a, can equip it with different flavors of juice. The mouthpiece can be customized to however you would like it. Absolutely. The body of it, the clearomizer, the tank. You jack up your PB ratio and you jack up your ohms. And you take <laughs> chunky rips of that sweet smoky meat. Did you see we did a very vape heavy monster factory oh, last yeah. last week and uh did you did you see the day that came out there was some senator who was like fighting for vapor's rights and he just like busted out his fat rig oh, right there God. in the middle of the Senate floor and was just like <gasps> cotton up. Did he start slurping down cotton he in was, the middle of our well, nation? You don't slurp down the cotton, you blast out the cotton. Well, That's what you when you get a heady, when you get a heady plume, you blast out cotton. I feel like I need to go to the the vapors wiki and start looking at the random page button and see what I can learn. It sounds like I need to craft you a rig. No, I'm just kidding. You have to craft your own first rig. It's like My a light, it's like is, a lightsaber. You're right. I, well, first I need to get a good vaping crystal. <laughs> I need to go to a to a small cave. <laughs> Dig it out. In in Dantooine. Oh, yes. Welcome to Dantooine. We have the dankest vaping crystals. (laughs) Even though the podcast is pretty new, Griffin and Nick have come up with a couple of interesting ways to mix up the show. You know, recurring bits like you get on any podcast. At the beginning of each episode, they talk about how the previous show's video game did. As if it had actually come out and how it was reacted to by the world. Here's a bit of one of my favorite How They Do pieces. I would like to know just like a quick, uh, just give me the, the bullet points of like how it has performed in the open market. Well, let me give it to you in the form of, I think, you, like a compliment sandwich, all right? So in okay. starting, but it will be like a compliment sandwich reverse, like a compliment open face sandwich 
uh, with no bread. We didn't sell any copies of the game. That sucks. It's it's kind of a keto. Were the, graphic, were the graphics not good? The graphics were very good. Here's the problem, and this is something I think we should have thought about when we scaled the project. The graphics were really good, but there was only one of them. That sounds like a picture. Yeah, there was only one graphics, <laughs> which is to say there was no... Uh, it was a picture, is what I'm trying to say. It was a big... Okay. We did, and I was surprised that, like, I guess they're getting more lenient when you try to pass cert on Xbox, PlayStation, yeah. and Wii U. But uh, they did let us sell a JPEG on a, on a Blu-ray, and, and I did how, not think how'd we, we gonna... do? How'd we do? Oh, we, none. You already said it. We none. didn't sell any copies of it. Okay. Um, however, we did have 155 pre-orders. And in a lot of ways, like, you might come back to me and be like, but but Nick, we still made no money. And I yeah. would say, oh, yes, those pre-orders were canceled as soon as the first preview for the game went up. Was the pre- And the preview was just like, uh, on, on Polygon.com, it was like a screenshot. It was like, this is literally... Yeah, this is it. Uh, Chris, well, then it sounds like we lost money because there were a ton of pre-order bonuses. Mm-hmm. For example, was, other better games was one of the pre-order uh, bonuses. I think. Yeah, there was a plushie of Pasto, mm-hmm. who was the, of course, the mascot. Everybody who pre-ordered got a free Connect, which actually didn't end up costing us anything. Microsoft just wanted those out of their warehouses, yeah, so they, that was not a problem. Yeah, they're basically you you draws at this point. Anyway, <laughs> well, onward and upward. No mm-hmm. use on crying the next over, one. On no use crying over spilled milk. Nobody, nobody hits it right out of the gate on the first try. Yeah, you think Babe first... Ruth stepped up to the plate as a baby and hit hit a home run? No, I actually did think that was where his name came from. Is that not why he's called Babe Ruth? Because he was been hitting homers since he was a, a tyke? No, it's not actually his real name. It's not Baby Ruth. No, Baby Ruth's not. Well, Babe Ruth isn't his real name. Okay, his real name is something funny. Another recurring segment, like the one where they talk about how the previous show's episode did on Cool Games Inc., is that Nick and Griffin, whenever they remember to anyway, will, at the same time, simultaneously, they'll come up secretly with a buzzword for video games, they'll say them at the same time, and then they'll have to incorporate both of those ideas into the game. Uh, I really like this kind of randomness. One of my favorite kinds of comedy is randomness that is that interprets some kind of human input into something you don't expect. So like autocorrect mistakes or Google voice transcripts end up with a lot of really funny gibberish a lot of the time. I think this is a really cool version of that where Griffin and Nick come up with something by themselves and through the randomness of them coming up with separate things and forcing those ideas together, they come up with something else that's really interesting. Here's a clip from the show where they come up with their buzzwords for the episode. What's the heat? Well, like we got the gameplay nug, right. the, the all cooking simulator. What's the spin? What's the moment where people are like, and check this out. The best, you know, we talked last, last week about there being that one special feature that me- gets mentioned in every review, right? Right. For, for Grandma Wants It Al Dente, it was just v- like really good graphics, <laughs> which didn't end up really panning out. What the- but didn't it didn't, you know, we did have really good graphic. True. What, what's going to be the heat? For the cook everything simulator, mm. downloadable. Okay, <laughs> that's okay. Just gonna here. Let's both let's count to three. And let's both say a buzzword. Okay, <laughs> we'll combine, we'll combine them. Turn it in official. Wait, let me think of one. All right, hold on. So we'll do three, two, one, then say it. Yes. Okay, three, two, one. Social death. Social, Social permadeath. permadeath. So your 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 <laughs> Facebook account gets deleted when you lose. Is that what we're talking about? You have no, all your friendships get severed when you lose the game. Okay, you boot up this game, mm-hmm. 
And you type it, you log in with your Twitter account as soon as you start the game. And then you're going to have to do like a lot of gameplay to make you forget that you just did that. Right. And so then maybe an hour and a half into the game, have Gordon Ramsay be like a psychologist um, you know how in Until Dawn, like yeah. they have those scenes where you like have to talk to the psychologist. Some Silent between? Hill shattered memory stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in between he'd be like, Say, I'm Gordon Ramsay. What's one thing that is the most terrible and hateful thing you can imagine anybody saying? And also racist. <laughs> he'd be like, Well, Gordon, that's weird. And he's like, I know, but if you want to move on, tell me and I'll give you this brand new pot. <laughs> and then so you get a pot and you're incentivized and you're like okay i the guess the pot he brings it up it's like floating and sparkling like above him so it's like irresistible yeah so i guess if i were to say something bad about a people group in the world that's like as offensive as i can think of i, I this is it and he says okay thank you sucker <laughs> and if then you, if like, you that's have, weird yeah if you ever fail me in a cooking challenge or if you ever don't play this game sorry hold on i don't day. want to back it up too much but when you tell him, he pauses for a moment and goes, damn. Like, he's a little disappointed yeah, in you damn, that you were even rough. able to come up with that. Yeah. Um, and, and then, so if you ever lose a cooking challenge or you go more than 24 hours without playing the game, then this thing will be tweeted from your account. Oh, yikes. It's like almost like a, there's a ring component to it. It's a, it's a, dead, a dead man's trigger. Mm-hmm. Right? So, like, if, it, it, you, if you ever fail Gordon Ramsay in any way... Then he tweets he tweets it out. But the spoiler is, when you beat the game, he tweets it out anyway. Yeah, that's the thing. I also think that his demands should, within maybe a month, uh, start becoming more and more outlandish and less and less tied to the game. Like he, it just turns into it's why you don't negotiate with terrorists, right? Yeah, like yeah, Gordon yeah. Ramsay is because they they start asking you for things that that are greater and greater because they have all the chips. He's got the the only all all the the bargaining. Box. And then we can we can drown this game in on-screen advertisements. Oh yeah. We can get nasty with it. Just like you won't be able to see a pixel of the game behind all of these insane pop-up ads. I'm saying- because guess what? You have to look at them at least once a day or else people are going to know some of your more unpopular thoughts about this, this people. Griffin group. and Nick are also down to roll with the punches of whatever weird stuff comes in on the tweets. Check this one out from the most recent episode, uh numbered 7 and with a name that is just a bunch of gibberish, so I'm not going to try to pronounce it. Here's a couple of unexpected things that happened during that episode. This one, this was great. Sent by Ross Llewellyn. Um, and the game is Spider Warrior. And Ross let us know that from a tweet from the at Cool Games Inc. Twitter account, which is the Twitter account. <laughs> oh, the of, real company. Of a company called Cool Games Inc. <laughs> Yeah, they. Up, I, I actually looked into this at one point a couple of episodes back. Cool Games Inc. did have a game. It's called, called Spider Warrior. Maybe you would have heard about it from Cool Games Inc.'s one tweet that they did for this Twitter account. What year was that again? Like 2010. Recent- That's, uh, it's like an iOS 3.0 game, I'm no, pretty sure. 11th of October, 2009. Cool Games oh Inc. Oh my at, god, this is last decade. At Cool Games Inc. This is the tweet, word for word. Recently released our new iPhone games, Spider War. <laughs> it was like a nerd box where one <laughs> it was like a shoot 'em up with a bunch of spiders. But in the other one, it was an emotional game where you learned to love a spider and its family. I do like that. Um, check out www.coolgamesinc.com. Let me check. Are you going to do it? Let's. I mean, oh no! I actually somebody uh, emailed us to say that oh, they yeah. had bought that for us if we wanted it. 
Um, I saw that. That was very sweet. Mad shouts, mad shouts to uh, at Wafflion on Twitter. I'm going to hit you up. We're going to get that. We're going to nab that domain. Uh, Also, Rip. uh, Rip, rest in peace. Real Cool Games, Inc. We ate you and became you. (laughs) Should we just do this as the official memorial episode and we do Spider Warrior, but better? Yeah, how do we fix Spider Warrior? Because I got to be honest with you, Real Cool Games, Inc. Spider Warrior sounds like a Cool Games, Inc.-ass game. It really does. It's a suggestion we could have gotten from somebody. Maybe our guest this week will be the Vox Media legal department to tell us if we're somehow incriminating ourselves (laughs) by acknowledging the existence of another Cool Games, Inc. All right, let's let's stay off their steez. Okay, this next one isn't technically something that that jumped into the show that they weren't expecting. Um, but it, it comes right next in that other episode and I love it. And, uh, it fits the theme cause Nick's bringing in something a little bit different. Anyway, take a listen. I want to show it to you. Justin Lund on Twitter says, keep talking and nobody explodes, but the bomb manual is comprised entirely of Jaden Smith tweets. <laughs> so just, just for reference, yeah, give me some samples. I've pulled, a, I've pulled his, his 10 most popular tweets, uh, including there is no dress. Is that coming around around like... Dress gate, like gold, blue, black, blue, whatever. I don't know. This was three, yeah, three hundred seventy-eight days ago. That sounds about right. Yeah, uh, yeah. He said that moment when peeing feels so good, you start crying. Yeah, definitely. I think there's something to be done with with Jaden. So it's like the bomb. Is there a dress or not a dress on the bomb? There is a right. dress. Well, that's the manual says there's not. The the manual says how can mirrors be real if our eyes aren't real and there are mirrors all over the bomb. So I guess don't diffuse. Don't it. look at it. I guess. This is a confusing manual. How about if I had a nickel for every time I've cried in the back of an Uber, I would have another pair of Yeezys. (laughs) (laughs) That's such a good tweet. It's a very good... There's a lot of, like... Like like all my favorite tweets, they kind of set up a universe and tell a story, and every word of that one adds another layer. So the last couple were just things that came in in cyberspace. There's sort of a recurring theme on this show of... Things in Nick Robinson's sort of area influencing the show. There's a running joke that Nick Robinson lives under the street because apparently there's a lot of road noise that gets into the podcast. Uh, In this case, it's a little more immediate the way that the interference affects the podcast. Take a listen. I understand. Hold on a second. I think there's a repairman in my house and I'm going to see if I can shut the door on him. This guy just came into your apartment? Oh, yeah. He just waltzed right in. Um, Oh, my God. Oh my, oh my god. <laughs> what? Um, all right, Griffin. So we had to take a quick pause on the podcast. Um, it's because there's a guy doing a, a repair on my bathroom sink. Uh-huh. Um, and I have an Amazon Dash button in there to order new rolls of toilet paper. <laughs> and I just got a notification on my phone saying, Dash button order placed for $10.86 of Charmin. Um, it's, it's it's very tempting though when you open that that cabinet and you see that button, you kind of gotta. <laughs> it's hard not to press, and then it starts blinking. You're like, what does this do? <laughs> Have you seen like the first episode of season two of Better Call Saul where he sees that light switch? It's like that. <laughs> you gotta kind of gotta. So I'm I'm out I'm out ten bucks and sixty nine cents, but I guess we got a, a nice new load of, of Charmin in the mail. <laughs> this guy he just walked. Oh God! 
Like just saw a button that said Charmin on it and was like, Oh I don't don't mind if I do clicky roo. Waiting for it to just drop from the ceiling or something. <laughs> like do you, do you think he saw it light up? It was like, oh, oh no. <laughs> I, 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 who can say? Who Is there, there's no like, uh, there's no like undash button that you can press oh, in I case can... your like kids are like, ah, clicky click click. <laughs> I think the only way this could be better would be if my phone immediately lit up with five more notifications <laughs> as he frantically pressed it to cancel. <laughs> oh, I'm off. Uh, so oh awesome. my god, that's the funniest <laughs> thing I've heard in. An, Maybe a year. Like, I've got a headache right now. Oh, my God. Oh, well. Oh, my God. Can that be the game? You're a repairman that, like, goes into places and looks for their dash button so you can secretly order $150 worth of, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, Hawaiian rolls and toilet paper and tampos. (laughs) You're the the only thing stronger than your... Your intuition in the pipes is your curiosity. And that's got you pressing. So at the end of each episode, Griffin and Nick have come up with their idea for the week. And then they present their idea to a real video game person. So on this episode that I'm going to uh, to to play that part from, they are presenting to Dave Lang, who is the head of video game studio Iron Galaxy, and he's really fun on the show. The The trick is you as the listener always know what the idea is going to be before the executive gets to hear what it's all about. So in this case, Nick and Griffin have come up with an idea for a game where every level a 3D printer prints out a new controller made out of edible 3D printer ink that will have buttons and such in a different place. And that's kind of the bit that they're starting with. So check it out as they try to convince Dave Lang, real video game executive who really does greenlight video games, to uh, to enjoy this made-up video game. You're probably wondering how we, how we are going to achieve this this magical effect of having new new buttons to press every time that you play a new level. And again, each new level, new features. I'm talking about level I mean, level one, you're running and jumping. Level two, maybe you get a shoot ability. Level three, maybe you can grind. We might just knock off the Mario World cape, just whole hog. Yeah, Why we not? might just take that. So there's a cape So, so do cape the buttons button. move during the level, or there's different in no, between levels? Between no, levels. You're, uh, while you're playing... Oh, God, I, I really... See, what I like to do... So I thought you were moving... I like to have a conveyor belt while you're playing. Even, you, even Dave, better. You're getting close. What I love to do during a pitch is if I can get the, the pitch E so excited that they actually say the idea yeah, and yeah. feel like they came up with it. So what are... Dave, what would you say are the, I don't know, five hottest pieces of tech right now? Um, up and coming for for 2K17. Do I have to come up with five? <laughs> I, I picked that number because I was worried you might not say it. I think I think VR. Duh. But no. Um, I think VR five times is probably mm, the VR's answer. Big. But what about like what if what if I didn't have a VR headset but I wanted to uh, create one uh, out of like plastic liquid? Plastic liquid. Yeah. Uh, oh, 3D printing. 3D printing. Mm, oh yeah, he got it. Circle gets the square. So that's uh, so that's also like top five of like three years ago. Well, it's already come and gone. But anyway, proceed. It it hasn't it it came and then it left. Well, that's because you were here in San Francisco and he Griffin's in Austin, the two most texter hit places in the world. Right, it's still kicking around there. We're Everywhere actually, else is dead. It's not that it's still kicking around. It's we're on that second wave of three D printing that y'all don't even know about yet. Oh dip. yeah, we're this yeah. is this is four D printing, homie. Oh dip, this let's go! <laughs> I want to hear about it. Let's go! You tickled my buying bone. Let's go! Fourth, yeah, let's see. And I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you what that fourth dimension is, my man. It is flavor. 
Oh my goodness it's gracious! The tongue. Okay, so th- you're going to 3D print a we, new we, controller every between levels, and then the new controller will be totally different shapes. Well, the first level might be a Nintendo 64 controller. Second level might be a Sega Activator. Third controller might be I don't know cup and ball. I don't know what I don't know what's going to come out I, of this. One thing. thing I keep coming back to is, for example, a Sega Genesis button. You know the version of the Mega Drive controller that had six buttons: A, B, C, X, Y, Z. Sure. That on both halves. We're talking. Tw- was that twelve buttons? I, I remember, what about just a big ball covered in analog sticks? Good luck. So I'll tell you one thing I like about this already, and it's starting to tick the third category box already. Good because what I'm seeing is proprietary 3D printer. Oh yeah, and you sell them the plastic, and so you're monetizing My levels man. again. My we man, are on the same. Yeah, page. we monetize the out of this game. I, I so let's monetize teens. I'm talking. I'm talking about that Epson money. I'm talking about that proprietary ink cartridge, except it's filament. And well, what if the, what if that dude? What if the disruptor comes along, who's like selling cartridges in the mail to your direct to your home? Oh, we're gonna we're gonna take that Nespresso DRM and put it right in our thing. If somebody tries to <laughs> steal our business, we are gonna slit their throats. We're gonna, well, and we can do that on the 3D printer side too. If it's a non, I just bought a. Uh, 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 this is embarrassing. I bought like third-party Epson ink cartridges for my mm-hmm. Workforce Again, you, 520. Why do you, mispronounce, you mispronounce everything on purpose. Is this like a bit on the show where you mispronounce everything on purpose? What are you? Wait, what is he supposed to be saying? Epson. Okay, it's Epson salts. Well, that one. This seems like a, this seems like an aunt ant situation. It might be. Griffin's been working on the internet for a long time, so he reads more words than almost anyone, but he doesn't say them super. I, I printed one thing with this, these bootleg ass cartridges, and now the printer's like, "No, these aren't official. I'm afraid we can't do." That's the kind of tech we need in there. So if somebody mm-hmm. does come along with it, first of all, our shit's going to be artisanal, and people are going to want our filament. It's going to um, just taste better, straight up. Oh yeah, we forgot to mention that uh, it's all going to be edible. So when you right. finish a level, you're done with that controller. Chomp, chomp, chomp. There it mm. goes. Um, is it vegan? We can it be. It can be. And then those those, those can be way more premium, expensive. Though. Way totally. more expensive. So you can sell you can sell flavors of these things too. Absolutely, yeah. you can. So many options. We we'll, we're actually planning on doing a, a not unlike your game Killer Instinct. We're going to do seasons of flavors that mm. roll out. So season two, we're going to have. Uh, a sort of a darker chocolate variety. I would advise against that because then a gray market is going to appear. Mm-hmm. Like when you eventually phase out like Mocatino or whatever, yeah. there's going to be a gray market popping up. There's going to be – like you don't want that. Well, you, part of part of why we do uh, want that is because we're legally not allowed to sell these. They expire within 30 days, so we kind of need to cut them off right away. I see. Um, so the whole thing's a gray market. This whole exists in a gray market. Oh, yeah. So there it is. Cool Games, Inc. with Nick Robinson and Griffin McElroy. Both Nick and Griffin work for Polygon, which is a video game website. Uh, They review other culture stuff, too, but I really like the video game reviews on there. And uh, Griffin writes some really interesting ones in particular, uh, as does Nick. Griffin McElroy is a prolific podcaster. He's on a bunch of podcasts along with his brothers, the McElroy brothers. He is on a million podcasts, including the venerable My Brother, My Brother and Me with his brothers. And my current favorite podcast, The Adventure Zone, which he hosts with his brothers along with his dad. So you can find Nick Robinson's YouTube account is at Babylonian, and that's his Twitter account as well. Griffin McElroy is on Twitter at Griffin McElroy, M-C-E-L-R-O-Y. And you can also find his shows and all of his siblings' shows at McElroyShows.com. A lot of those shows are also on the Maximum Fun Network. But there, a lot of the Maximum Fun Network is composed of McElroy podcasts, and almost all of them are really, really good. And you can find Cool Games, Inc. on Polygon on the McElroyShows.com website, 
and not at CoolGamesInc.com. Despite what they said on one episode, a fan bought that for them, but they have not picked it up and made it into their website. So don't go to CoolGamesInc.com. Do find CoolGamesInc at McElroyShows.com or on Polygon or on your favorite podcast listening application, such as iTunes. Thanks for listening to the podcast preview. Do you want to talk about podcasts? Is there a show you think I should recommend? You can send me a message on Facebook or Twitter at Podcast Preview. You can subscribe to the show and never miss an episode by searching the Podcast Preview in your favorite podcast app. And you can stay up to date at our website at BenviewNetwork.com slash Podcast Preview. I'm Aaron Prince Staley. I'll talk to you next week. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com. G'day, I'm Kev McCauley. And I'm Bev McCauley. And we run the Dinner Party Small Talk Comedy Podcast. We got all kinds of comedy. We got situational comedy. We got observational comedy. We got improvisational comedy. But we don't have puns. No! If you want puns, then you can rack off. If you like puns, then you're an idiot. Wait, I like puns. Shut up! So listen in to our new episodes every fortnight. Kind of. And if you don't like it, then you can get stuffed. Dinner party small talk. Where, where the, the big issues take a back seat to small dinner party talk. small talk. Yep.